On this edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast, getting you into the right mindset heading into this new year with Coach Laura Redgate. Welcome to episode 115 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. Merry belated Christmas and Happy New Year to you and yours. Hope Santa filled your stockings with all kinds of baseball goodies. We're back after slowing things down over the last couple of months and we'll continue posting new episodes every Thursday. Before we get started with this episode, we'd like to take a moment to thank some people for their continued support as we head into 2021. First off, all of you for checking out our stories and listening to the podcast. We're so grateful you're here. Next up, our sponsors, the Okotoks Dogs, Dogs Academy, the Western Canadian Baseball League, and Vauxhall Academy of Baseball for all they do. We're looking to add to that roster, so if you or your organization like what we do and would like to get on board, drop us a line. We'd also like to thank Tailgate Mercantile in Okotoks as they recently added our t-shirts to their store. We have grey and blue shirts in a variety of sizes on sale there. You can go to tailgatemercantile.ca to browse through their awesome selection of swag. Now on to our guest this week. At the end of October, Dogs Academy announced they had added a new mental health and mindset coach. Laura Redgate owns Baseline Therapy in Okotoks, working with athletes and others, and she has a personal mission of ending the stigma around mental health in sport. It's something we've seen in pro and semi-pro ranks, so it's not surprising local teams and organizations are spending more time focusing on mindset just as much as they are on the physical side of their respective games. And while we do talk a lot about baseline, baseball here, a lot of what Laura and I discuss can be translated into everyday life, New Year's resolutions, the challenges around COVID-19, etc, etc. Here now is that conversation with mental health and mindset coach Laura Redgate. Laura, thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Let's start off with the big news from the last few months here and your new involvement with the Okotoks Dogs organization. I know you're familiar with them, but how did this opportunity come about? Wow. So I don't know how far back you want to go, uh, <laughs> but I was actually with Yogatoke's dogs as an athletic therapist for about seven years. And I took a step back um, as I needed to realign what I was doing with my career, what I wanted to do moving forward. Um, and I became a mindset coach and reached out to them again um, to see if it would be of interest. And they welcomed me with open arms. And, uh, you know, they're such a great family. And, yeah, being back with them is such an incredible experience. And I love, love, love being there with all the coaches and everybody else and the athletes. And, yeah, it's it's been great. What was it that made you decide to change career trajectories and go from the physical side to the mental side? Great question. So I, I still am an athletic therapist. Um, and I actually, I'd say from a personal life experience, um, I hit my rock bottom. And then I actually started working with a mindset coach and she turned my world right side back up again really quickly. Um, so I wanted to do the same for, you know, the general public, but specifically with athletes um, working as an athletic therapist, you know, you do see 
the mental side of things, the mindset side of things, and the struggles that some athletes have, whether it's um, they might be in a, a slump, um, whether, you know, they're preparing for the next level um, for college or the pros, um, whatever direction they're going, or their career might be ending. So finding that path um, where they want to go next and um, even after injury. So being able to do the full encompassing full circle so I can help them from the physical injury standpoint, but also from the mindset mental standpoint as well, too. Um, there can be a lot of fear returning back to sport after an injury. So digging deep on that and getting to the root of any fear that might be holding them back. Um, yeah, so it's just more of a full encompassing full circle approach that I'm taking. And yeah, it seems to be pretty good so far. So <laughs> I really enjoy it. Do you find that because you did hit that rock bottom, as you mentioned, that you're able to maybe connect with athletes or uh, the general public a little bit better because you can say, listen, I've been there with you and I know how you can bounce back from this versus some people I think might be those mindset coaches, but they've never actually felt the challenges of rising from that bottom. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I I do think it and it actually brought me to where I am now. So I'm very thankful and grateful for what had happened. Um, and I think that's a strong place to be when you can actually look back and, and say you're grateful for that experience. So yeah, um, I can speak personally, but I can also speak um, from the book as well too, right from the mm -hmm. books, not the book, but <laughs> um, from the academic side. Um, so I can bring both and put it all together. And yeah, I think there might be a little bit more empathy as well, too, because I have been there. Um, and I can speak of, yeah, like you said, my own experience. So yeah, I, I do think it does help. Not to get too personal on it, but what does the bottom look like? Um, and you know what? I, I wear my heart on my sleeve, so I'm okay talking about it. But I think the bottom looks different for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, my bottom was anxiety and actually re really, really dark thoughts, um, you know, suicidal thoughts. So that was my rock bottom. Um, it was very dark for a little bit. Um, yeah. And then the anxiety and everything that manifested as well around it, but it brought awareness and it brought so much to me that has been kind of in the, in the background before. So it brought a lot forward. And um, like I said, it brought me to where I am now, but yeah, bottom looks different to everybody, um, but that was just my experience. How challenging can it be to see the light at the end of the tunnel when you get there? Because I know for a lot of people, it's difficult to realize that it takes a lot of baby steps versus a, a big, long jump to get back to where you're feeling like, quote unquote, yourself again. Mm -hmm. Um. It might be difficult or it might not be easy at first to see the light, but if you have a great support system, it helps. Um, you'll see little glimmers here and there, but um, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. it. It it can be, like you said, like it's a journey, right? Mm -hmm. It's baby steps. It's not just one jump and, oh, here I am again, right? It, <laughs> it does take time and it is a battle, but if you have the right people in your corner helping you fight that battle, it makes it a lot easier and um, that light comes a lot faster. 
to bring this conversation back to a baseball realm. Obviously, coaching is is a big part of that. Teammates, a big part of that. Um, when it comes to bringing what you bring to the table to the dogs, particularly, what kinds of things do you hope to bring to that table? What kinds of things and insights do you hope that you're able to instill in some of the players and probably some of the coaches as well? Mm-hmm. So many directions <laughs> you can go with it, um, especially now. I mean, during COVID, there is that whole mental health piece. That that's one piece in itself that I hope to help the athletes through. I mean, this is this is something so new for all of us. We've never experienced this experienced this before. Um, being in lockdown, being isolated, and as humans, especially athletes, we're not meant to be isolated. We are wired for connection. Um, so to isolate us and to isolate teenagers and athletes and, you know, teammates, it's, it's very difficult. Um, so bringing the whole mental health piece and bringing it to light and helping these athletes through it is one piece that I hope to and am bringing forward. Um, and then there's so much more, right? So there's the, you know, if they are in quote unquote a slump, getting to the root of what that slump is, you know, like chances are, it's not, I'm just not hitting well today. I'm not striking those players out, whatever it is. We all know it's something deeper. Um, Like it could be something more at home. It could be something at school. It could be something with their friends, whatever it might be, but just getting to that root so that they can dig themselves out and get out of that slump. Um, It could be goal setting. It could be, like I said earlier, if they are actually ending their career, whether it's from an injury or they're just at that age where they're done, um, helping them get past that because baseball has been such a huge part of their life and their identity for so long. So how to get them through that phase into the next stage of their life. And especially from a young athlete's perspective as well, you're talking about, you know, college level kids or high school level kids who they've kind of ate, drank and slept baseball forever. And now all of a sudden it's kind of taken away from them. And so that's that's a bit of a challenge. The other challenge I see is baseball's a bit of a game of failure, isn't it? I mean, you hit the ball once every three times and you're a Hall of Famer kind of thing. It's there's so many different facets that way to the challenges that they will face on a day to day basis. Absolutely. Yeah, you're right. So yeah, facing um, and understanding how to bounce back from the failure aspect. I mean, people are not failures. It's the actions or the situations that we're in that might fail, but people at the end of the day are not failures. And I want people to know that. Um, However, yeah, like it might be the actions that they're taking that fail and fail forward. And the more you fail, the more you grow. So it's okay. It's okay if what you're doing doesn't actually work out it's putting you on the path where you know you might have greater success or whatever it might be Mm -hmm. is there a a challenge in baseball in that uh with typical team sports you can kind i'll say you can hide behind maybe some of your other excelling teammates whether it's hockey or football maybe you have a bad game you don't really know you might not notice whereas baseball it's sort of individual at the same time you're paying attention to your individual stats you're you know when things have gone awry you may have let the team down when you got two out or or you're trying to strike out the the last batter and you let go a, a game winning rbi or whatever the case may be i mean there there's a little bit of an added pressure i suppose that's involved in baseball so from from your standpoint how do you hope to maybe address that with some of the players? 
That's a really good question. Um, so again, it comes down, like you said, it is very individual. What are their goals? What do they want to achieve? Um, getting down to whatever route it might be that might be holding them back or keeping them stuck. Um, but you know what? One of my colleagues, actually one of the dog's coaches, um, he's been around forever and he played in the MLB, very, very knowledgeable. Um, he told me this and I live with it every day and I think it's super fantastic on learning how to become present in the situation. So, um, you know, let's say somebody does hit that RBI off you and the game's over and mm, you feel like you're wearing it. It's on you, but learning how to become present again, or maybe, you know, it might not be the end of the game, but throughout the game, whatever it is, um, you're never going to get that hit back. You're not going to get that home run back. It happened. You have to get past it in the moment right now. So he told me that um, his his sports psych, his mindset coach told him this because he was a pitcher. You know, look at the other team's dugout and count how many guys are in there. And that will bring you back to the present moment. Because, again, like you can't bring that back. So mm -hmm. don't get stuck there. you got to move forward. Um, or even... One of the tips I like to give, too, is finding something in the stadium you're in, at the field you're at, whether it's a sign, whether it's, you know, what whatever it might be for you, that brings you back to present. So it could be a sponsorship, sponsorship sign. It could be anything. But just as long as it's not a person that's going to trigger those feelings or that they're going to be moving around, um, finding something still, but something that will bring you back to the present moment and let you keep moving forward. Uh, as someone who goes around uh, McMahon Stadium and the Saddle Dome giving away prizes and yelling into a microphone, there's uh, every game I take a moment and just look around at the crowd and go, I get to do this for a living. This is insanity. But that's that's what I kind of interpret that as being. And mm -hmm. part of why I've been able to do that is uh, I let go of the fear of judgment. And I wonder how much of that plays into, from an athlete's perspective, why there is so much of a challenge when it comes to the mental health and mindset side is that they're so fearful that that play is going to define their careers or define their their journeys. Yeah, very good point. Um, fear, that is a good word. Fear is huge and it's just it's surrounding us right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Honestly, the pandemic is everywhere. But just learning how to step out of that comfort zone. And the more you step out of your comfort zone, the less that fear zone becomes. And the more you're able to grow and, yeah, be, be comfortable outside of your comfort zone, mm -hmm. right? Um, and that's the only way you are going to grow. And that's a really good perspective and a good point that you brought up. Looking around, taking it in, and being grateful that you're able to be there and being able to stand on, in a baseball perspective, stand on that mound and pitch or be in that batter's box or be in the field, whatever your position is. Just being grateful, taking it in. Um, and yeah, again, just stepping out of that, that comfort zone. And it's not easy, um, but it needs to happen. And then you're right, the judgment piece. It's we have to get out of our heads mm -hmm. and mistakes happen. And going back, failure, quote unquote, happens. But again, that's how you grow. And if people are judging you, just remember that they're actually judging themselves. They're not judging you. Mm -hmm. So when they see a flaw in you, it's actually a flaw in themselves that they need to look in and look at 
and deal with. Um, yeah. So just getting out of getting out of our heads and just doing what we love and let it go. Do you find that trying to change the overall mindset of whether it's an organization or sport in general is a bit challenged because there has been this notion of man up when things get tough and that kind of thing and talking about your feelings, talking about your mindset was sort of taboo for so long. How interesting is it from your perspective to be able to kind of change the direction of this conversation a little bit more? I love it. And you know what, though, it's it's slowly been changing anyway. I'm seeing it. I work with hockey as well, with baseball. I see it in sports. It is changing. The language is changing. It's, you know, we have to get away from calling athletes soft because mm-hmm. they're not. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think as we're moving along, it is definitely a changing culture. And I don't know. I know we're talking about baseball, but I don't know if you guys heard the interview um, with the juniors with hockey and um, the head honcho did say we have to change the culture in order to, you know, get to the bottom of mindset and mental health in sport. And that is an umbrella factor, I believe, with all sports, not just hockey. It needs to go everywhere. Um, And yeah, it is a culture thing. So, and I hate to say it, but the old boys club, it's old, right? Mm -hmm. it's going out and as the younger coaches and um, board members and whoever maybe associations are rising, the, the mindset is definitely shifting and I see it for sure. And it's not just because mindset coaches are coming in. It's just the way that um, the younger coaches are coming up and, and teaching and coaching. And I think it's great. I love seeing it. Absolutely. And and one of the mm-hmm. things that the dogs mentioned in, in their news release there was uh, how you'll be able to address some of the, the self-limiting and self-sabotaging behaviors. And a lot of that, I think, is, you know, generation to generation has been sort of passed down. But what are some of those things, some of those gaps that need to be bridged uh, in order to um, kind of get past uh, some of these really dangerous behaviors? Yeah. So self-limiting behaviors or thoughts and self-sabotaging behaviors There are things that have subconsciously been instilled in us since we were young. And it's not intentional necessarily, right? So Mm -hmm. it could be things um, rooting back to your childhood. So I'll be open and honest here too. A lot of what brought me to my rock bottom were things that were instilled when I was a child, when I was younger. And no fault to my parents. My parents did an excellent job. And I think parents out there too do the best they can. Um, But things happen, Mm -hmm. right? And as kids our brains are sponges and we take in everything and our subconscious mind takes in so much, even as adults, um, like on a day-to-day basis, our subconscious mind is 96% of what we do. We only use 4% of our conscious mind. So that's huge right there. Um, but yeah, the self-limiting beliefs do come in as we get older and how outside factors start to form us and, almost jade us of who we actually are. So again, it's getting back to your core and your core values and who you are and what you're actually about and what you want to do and how you want to move forward. And once you get um, to those self-limiting beliefs, those self-sabotaging behaviors will stop and you'll be able to recognize them and notice your triggers and, you know, how to deal with those triggers so that they don't snowball into self-limiting thoughts and self-sabotaging behaviors. 
How do you break through some of those subconscious things that might have been ingrained from childhood? I look at situations where um, abusive homes and that kind of thing, and, and you see the the cycle of abuse continue into the, the criminal justice system, for example. In the sports world, how can an athlete who might be very good but have those moments of weakness, how do you get past some of those moments of weakness that are caused by something that is so deeply ingrained? doing the work and digging deep. Honestly, it's, it's not a one pill fix all kind of thing. Um, it is work. It is. And if you are serious about your goals and where you're wanting to go, you'll do it. You'll definitely do the work. And that's why I love working with athletes is because they, once they set their mind to something, they'll do it and they will work hard for it. Um, a lot of the work that I do involves visualization and athletes are so good at that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, there is such a great population to work with. Um, but yeah, it comes down to doing the work. And like I said, what I do, it is getting to the root of the issue and getting back to where you were as maybe that five-year-old child or that 10-year-old and getting to what it was that was actually bothering you so that it doesn't show up again later on in life when you are pitching or, or hitting, or if a coach says something to you, you're not reacting negatively to it. Um, you're taking it and you're growing from it and you're taking it more with a positive angle than anything. Um, yeah. And here's an example here. So if you see somebody like an adult or whether it is a baseball player, a hockey player, where they're driving and they have road rage. Road rage is not a normal adult behavior that could stem to, you know, that two-year-old who had that temper tantrum in Toys R Us or the toy store because they didn't get that toy. Mm -hmm. And because we didn't actually deal with the issues growing up of those temper tantrums or not always getting what we want, it's going to manifest later. And it's going to show up later as road rage because we're not getting what we want on the road. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it does, it does carry through to adult life, but it happens. So yeah, getting back to the childhood traumas um, and digging deep and working through them. What's it like from your perspective to see the light bulb go on in a young athlete's eyes and mind when suddenly they realize that the only thing that they can do is to be in the present when all of a sudden their mindset does shift into I can learn from this and all of a sudden I'll call it freeing for them to not have that cloud hanging over their head. It is the most rewarding thing ever. I will tell you that. And that's one of the joys and one of the the best parts of doing what I do is seeing when you're you're right, when they have those light bulb moments or those aha moments or whatever it is. Um, Yeah, it, I love it. And it's so great because you know that they will carry that forward and you'll be able to see them grow and succeed. Um, yeah, it, it actually brings so much energy to my life too. Like it's such a good rewarding feeling. It's almost like an endorphin hit for me when, <laughs> when I see it. Um, yeah, it's so rewarding. So speaking of success from a player perspective, from your perspective, this will be my final question. How do you define success when it comes to the partnership that you now have with the Okotoks Dogs? Ooh, good question. Um, you know what? I think defining success would just be being able to help, help the kids. And if I'm doing a talk to 20 or 30, 50, however many, if it, hit, it hits home to one, 
or five, amazing. You know what I mean? It's it's not going to hit each athlete the same way. And depending on the angle you take, you might have to reword it however many different times because we all learn differently and that's totally fine. Um, but as long as I can get to at least one and help them, that's, that's success to me. Um, and even, yeah. And of course the, the big end goal is to see them move on and reach their goals. That would be the biggest success, but just even for them to come back and say, Hey, Laura, thank you so much. I really appreciate what you did and it really helped me. That makes my day every day. It's fantastic to see the gauge shifting a little bit when it comes to just the overall conversation around mental health, around mindset and that kind of thing in sports. And, and glad to see that it's happening not just across the professional ranks, it's happening right here in our communities as well. So Laura, congratulations on the new role. Thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks again to Laura Redgate for joining us this week, and thanks to all of you for downloading and listening. With the new season underway, now is a great opportunity to hit that subscribe button on your podcast provider of choice so you don't miss a moment of the action. And if you could, do us a huge favor and leave us a rating and review. That'll help spread the word about what we're up to. Until next time, thank you for all of your support, no matter the platform of Alberta Dugout Stories.